Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Thanks, Seth Rogen. Thanks, Seth Rogen. One of the stars <laughs> of Lion King. He's me, Pumbaa. It's Pumbaa. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Wow. Episode 80. Woo! Because we gave you a bonus episode. Hi, I'm Dave Brody from Elmstrad in the Morning Show. And I That's am Jamie. Jamie from Light <laughs> FM in New York. Now, this is episode 80. We're going to talk about episode 2 of season 8 of The Walking Dead. But if you if you missed it, which I don't know how you did, check out episode 79, where Jamie and I did a full-length interview with Emily Kinney, Beth, from The Walking Dead, which went up a few days ago. So you get two podcasts this week. Yes. Two episodes. And she even retweeted us. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily Kinney. At Emmy Kinney. And we talked about her name on there. She's Emmy or Emily. Call you the one. Emmy's cute. Emmy's cute. She is cute in real life, too. She's adorable. And uh, she retweeted us. Daniel Newman keeps retweeting our uh, Daniel Thank Newman you, interview. Daniel. We had um, our biggest listenership ever in the month of October. Awesome. Now it's November. So if you're listening to this in November, it doesn't count towards October. <laughs> so thank you. We'll get Hopefully we'll get a record now. Yes. Um, well, we had a good month. We had Daniel Newman interview. We had uh, the red carpet stuff that we did. And Emily. And, and we talked to Emily trip. about the red carpet. Now I have all the red carpet clips. Uh-oh. That we promised oh, you. No. Um, but I feel like we should do some uh, The Walking Dead news. First, okay. And then we'll play the clips, and then we'll recap uh, episode one. Perfect. All right. So there's a new teaser out featuring Morales. Spoiler, Morales is back. Oh, my God. When he, I heard I heard his voice. I'm like, no, it's not. I knew I, I knew what it was. People were like, how did you know? Okay. He the, the teaser was Rick sees a familiar face. Yeah. Now, unless he has a, delu- uh, a hallucination that Glenn is back, like he sees Glenn in his dreams, yeah. nobody else from the show, of note, has left and has not been seen. That's That we know is alive. Like, oh, they left. Like So, like, Morgan in season one, we didn't see him again. Then we saw him in the clear episode yeah. in season three, maybe, whatever it was. And then um, he, he appeared back in uh, season five at the end when they yeah. were uh, at Alexandria. There was only Morgan and Morales, so now it's Morales. So Morales and his family had left the first season, yeah, the six-episode first season, to go to Alabama, which is south. Somehow, he ended up north. Yeah. Now, if you remember, uh, Morales had a baseball bat, and he, he killed walkers with a bat. I actually just saw Morales because I rewatched part of season one. Okay. And just an interesting side note. So remember in the second episode how there he meets up with Andrea and all of them, and they're in that department store and the glass is uh-huh. about to break? The walkers in that episode have rocks in their hands banging at the windows to get through. Yeah, there was some um, inconsistencies and, yeah. in the first season. And then as soon as uh, the rain washes the guts off Glenn and uh They Rick, run after them. The, the walkers were running up the right. fence, jumping over. And right. I'm like, mm, that's not Scoot, Scott and Gimple. Right. That's no, well, the that, showrunner before him. Right. Uh, Frank Darabont took over in the second season. Yeah, but I was like, what? Right. So there were changes made Absolutely. dramatically from the first season. It in was... fact, and I think we talked about this, there's a whole scene that was deleted from the beginning of season two. Yeah. Where they go back and visit the Vatos gang, mm-hmm. the ones that took the guns out of the street. And the in the deleted scene, the Vatos were running a home for old people and taking care of old people. They were yeah. actually a good bunch of guys. Yeah. And then there was a whole show, like, I don't know, 15 minutes with the Vatos. Then they leave and they get on the road to Atlanta. All we saw was the CDC blows up 
and they're on the road to Atlanta, yeah. and Sophia runs away. So there's a whole section, when I, I believe it was Darabon, didn't like that, didn't feel it was necessary, cut it. But you can look up deleted scenes on YouTube. Yeah. It's a great scene, it's long, and you're like, oh, the Vatos, they were good people. Yeah. Now, the Vatos people, from all we know, are, are alive somewhere too, but probably in Atlanta. Probably. But how Morales got from heading south to ending up north with Negan... Crazy sauce. I hope they tell us. Now, you finished reading the, the Negan backstory, yeah. right? Here's yeah. Negan. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He claims he got the bat from some miscellaneous survivor. Yeah. So there's theories now that he got the bat from Morales. Whoa. Mind blown. Now, the the bat that Morales used in season one is a light-colored bat, different wood. Then, it's not the bat. it's not that. But did he pick up another bat? Like, did a bat become Morales' thing, and he met Negan along the way, and maybe Negan brought him north? Could be. We don't know. Does it say where Negan's from in the um, Here's Negan? I don't think so. So maybe Negan was from further south. Yeah. And he headed north. And yeah. he picked up, you know. And it, it sort of looks like Morales may be like, not a lieutenant because he's never at the sanctuary, but he could be on a level like with uh, that prick uh, with Jared when they, when they go for the pickup with oh, the kingdom. yeah, yeah. Maybe he runs an outpost. He he might. Maybe he's he's like a sub lieutenant. Yeah. Because he seemed like pretty ballsy. Uh yeah, he did. And and where's the anger coming from? I know. What did Rick ever do to you? He tried to save your ass. He gave you a gun and supplies. Yeah. Okay, so there's a new teaser trailer out for the uh, third episode, um, and I want to read to you what he says in the trailer. You should watch it because he's he's really mean. He is really. Mean. He's like nasty. Like I'm gonna like he hates Rick. Yeah. Like he hates all these people. So, uh, in, the, in the trailer, he says to Rick, I called them back because you're a prize, Rick. Um, we've been told we don't kill you, the widow, or the king. So, Negan must have put out, you don't kill Rick, you don't kill King Ezekiel, you don't kill Maggie. But Ma- Negan thinks Maggie's already dead. No, remember? Uh, oh, it, no, yeah, they did. The she, widow's alive, guns yeah, are blazing. That's right. Right, so he knows she's alive. Yeah. Plus, at the sanctuary, they said we follow Maggie. Yes, you're right. He knows she's alive. So, he must put the word out. They're the three leaders. Mm-hmm. Don't kill them. Yeah. So, um, now that's interesting because episode six of this season is entitled The King, The Widow, and Rick. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Foreshadow. <laughs> so then he goes on to say, um, so why are you here, Rick? I know you, just like before. You're always the guy willing to rush in. But why? What is it you're looking for? Nothing to say? It doesn't matter. Not anymore. Not for you or anyone else you brought in here. Because what's left of my people, they're coming. And we'll get you to Negan or we won't. Either way, we're going to settle your shit, Peaches. Shit, Morales. My God. So he must have his own people. Yeah. That must be his outpost. Yeah. Because he's got the walkie. And he must know that some people have been killed in the building. Yeah. Because that may be why he's pissed. Could be. By the way, episode three of, uh, which is this week, uh, November 5th, it says, uh, it's called Monsters and it says, Conflict with the Saviors leads to unintended consequences for the hilltop, the kingdom, and Alexandria. Hmm. So something happens. <laughs> of course something happens. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, in that scene, there's a mirror in the room. Remember, Rick looked in the mirror yeah. in the baby room, but there's another mirror in the room he's in. It's like a bedroom. Yeah. And if you screen grab it, because you go on comicbook.com, there's a screen grab. Mm-hmm. In the mirror is, a, is another figure. There's someone else in the room. Hmm. Now, it's either another savior... It's Daryl, because he's in the building. Yeah, he's on the same floor. Yeah, he's on, right. Or it's a cameraman in the reflection. You really can't tell. Hmm. So now there's like that, because remember when 
Abraham and uh, Daryl and was it Rosita? Uh, bazooka uh, little Timmy and the Dick Brigade. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Remember there was a car in the background? Uh-huh. We're oh, like, oh, yeah. whose car is that? Is that, yeah. is that a spy? Is it Negan? It turned to be a total mistake, It was right? a mistake. Yeah. So this could be a reflection in the mirror of a cameraman, or it could be a savior, or it could be Daryl. Okay. If it's Daryl, then he's coming to the rescue. Yeah. Um, But Rick still ends up captured by the junkyard gang at some point, because we've seen that in the trailer. Yeah. We've seen him in that storage container at the junkyard. But did they, did they get over Morales? They're going to have to kill Morales. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to. He's going to end up dead. Yeah. I do but think I want to hear the backstory. Back. Oh, I want to hear how too. he got there and how he knows Negan. And, and if he's so close to Negan, why is he at the sanctuary? Yeah. Why, isn't si- why is he like up like Simon level? I mean, I guess he is if he runs a satellite, but Simon seems closer Simon's to Negan. Simon's definitely his right-hand man. Okay, what else can we tell you? Um, we talked about this before the character of King Ezekiel was, was debuted. That I thought, and a lot of people thought, Harold Perrineau from uh, Lost and Oz, and he's on another show now. Um, he said Lucifer. No, nah, he plays a, a angel of death. It's um, doesn't matter. You guys will look it up. I don't need to know. We'll look <laughs> it up. Uh, anyway, um, he we talked about there was rumor he was going to be King Ezekiel, and he says, yeah, for a little bit there was talk about it, but I was already doing another project, and it would be hard for me to do both, which I think is the uh, other sci-fi show. Yeah, you can IMDb it. Whatever. Um, let's see. Michael Cutlets addresses Abraham Fear the Walking Dead crossover theory. Uh, they were at Walker Stalker Con in Atlanta, and uh, Brandon Davis, who we were next to on the red carpet, who does all the interviews for ComicBook.com, yep, was wearing the same maroon jacket. Oh, that must be his thing. His thing, his little red carpet jacket. That's like, oh, I'm going to do a thing. I'm yeah. going to wear my. Right. Was he wearing his Lucille pin? I don't know. He had a different shirt on, but he definitely had the same jacket on. Okay. So I don't know if that's his Walking Dead jacket <laughs> or it's his red carpet event jacket, but he had the same jacket on that we saw the him in. The fancy jacket. So during a panel, Cutlets was directly posed the question of whether or not Abraham will be the character crossing over, as we've discussed, because they're going to Houston where he was at that time. Uh, he says, that'd be awesome. Now, he's already tweeted. Oh, man. See on the other side. Uh, the crowd he, cheered. He's raining it in all of a sudden. Yeah, so he, I, someone must have slapped him on the wrist again. Maybe it was Scott and Gimple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the crowd went crazy, and then uh, Josh McDermott, who plays Eugene, um, he made a comment as well, even though he wasn't asked. He says, I just want to point out, Christian Serratos and I, our characters were from Texas too. Huh? And then he says, well, I'm glad you're all about the, you're all about the Abraham part, though. Like, hmm. uh, you know, hey. Hey, could, could, could be, be me. Now, Scott McGimple said one character. Yeah. So it's possible that he leads up to him going in the supermarket, coming out of the supermarket, and maybe they show Eugene in the distance. Like, so you know that was where he was going. I don't think there's a need for Eugene and Rosita, but I, if you just show the, his character up to that point, yeah. then you know how he got there. Okay. Uh, they interviewed, let's see, Ross Marquand, who plays Aaron, on Eric's Fate. He said, uh, now, as you know from watching episode two, Eric was shot in the gut. I was waiting for this the whole time. It's rough because, I mean, it's such a bittersweet moment where they feel like they've got the upper hand on the saviors. The battle's going really well. And then Eric just goes on his Rambo-esque stampede. He's mowing these guys down. Uh, it says it was cool to see Eric just really get this adrenaline and start really stepping up in a huge way. And then for that outcome to be this incredibly brave act. But then to see, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said that, uh, so the article says, 
Eric isn't even in the ground, but fans are quickly speculating over losing the character portrayed by Jordan Woods Robinson because this character is in the comics and people know what happens to him during the war in the comics. Now, things always change from the comic to the... It's not always the same. It changes a lot. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's not. For instance, Morgan's not in the war. He's long dead. Yeah. Now, there's a character in the war that people are saying Morgan is and they feel like what happened to that character will happen to Morgan. That's not a death prediction. I'm just saying there's things along the way storyline-wise. Yeah. Um, so, it. I don't want to give any spoilers away. I don't want to ruin the comic, and I don't want to give any, like, what's going on. But um, it does involve Jesus, the character. Okay. And uh, Aaron and Eric. Okay. Okay, so what happens to Eric may affect... Aaron and Jesus in the future. Hmm. What they decide to do versus what happened in the comics. Okay. All right, we'll leave it at that. Um, Kim Dickens was interviewed by Brandon Davis. Of course, she plays Madison on Fear the Walking Dead. And she was asked about being Alpha from the Whisperers and crossing over. What'd she say? What'd she say? She said, um, she says, yeah, in fact, I'm up for anything. I mean, you know... uh, Ask my old showrunner, who, who's not on the show anymore. I'm game for anything. Anything he wanted me to do, whatever, I'll do it. I think still this would be the most badass crossover if she becomes Alpha. So I, so I think... I'm rooting I, for that. So I think, <laughs> I think Abraham is definitely going to be crossing over. For sure. But I think they're going to have Fear... Wait, uh, So Fear can get one more season in before... Well, so Fear would get another season in. Before we started back with uh, season nine of Walking Dead. With where the whispers yeah. may be appearing. However, Fear is like two years, three, four years behind. Yeah. So she could be on Fear if it's not canceled for a couple of seasons and be Alpha. And then you'd be like, oh my God, I got to see how she turned into Alpha. Yeah. Which would then drive the ratings on Fear even more. Oh, completely. So I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And no one said it's happening right away. Yeah, no one said that. Three years from now. Okay. Major mind blown. I, there's a little something that a lot of people I'm sure missed. Okay. Just remind me when we do the review of the episode, when I talk about, just remind me about the the flash forward scene with Rick in the future. Okay. And just go, did you have a spoiler about that scene? Not a spoiler. It's something that everyone missed. Okay. And when I tell you, it's like, your mind's okay. going to Okay. Let's talk about the red carpet. So these are the people we got to interview. You saw all our pictures online at walkers underscore talkers, at David underscore Brody, at uh, producer Jamie NYC. Yep. No underscore. She has a good Instagram name. Still has a terrible Twitter name. I know, I know. All right, so I want you to listen to all these clips. Oh, my God. um, Because we were a little nervous, and it was rushed. Um, But then, listen to how every one of them ends. Okay. Okay, so here's us talking to Chris Hardwick himself. It's uh, it's about a minute and a half, but enjoy it. It's worth it. Hi, it's uh, David Brody and Jamie from the Walkers and Talkers podcast. How's it going? Good. We love you. We're going to be seeing you at Caroline's. Uh, in oh, New York. Of course, we're coming to Caroline's. Well, two quick things. One, have you ever seen Debbie Does Dallas? <laughs> yeah. Of Do you know the scene where the woman keeps moaning, oh, Mr. Hardwick, oh, Mr. Hardwick. Yeah, but I can't remember what his... Uh... He's a candle store owner. He's a candle store yes. owner. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. I, I have... Yeah, I remember that when I was like in the 80s when, you know, people would give you like a, a VHS cassette tape. <laughs> 
and you're like, what's this? Oh, hey. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, for some reason, I thought of the scene, and I'm like, if I ever meet you, I was going to mention that. Yeah, uh, I have. Okay. Yeah. So uh, everybody's been talking about how the vibe has been different. All the actors have been talking about how much more fun it was to film this season. Oh, yeah. As somebody who does Talking Dead, and by the way, we also do a review of Preacher every week, oh, and Fear the Walking Dead, Fantastic. so we do whatever you do. Good. Yeah, um, literally. Good. Perfect. Do you feel like this season will be more fun for you as well because it's more upbeat and fun and it's more rah-rah moments? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot more fun for the fans. I mean, at the end of season six... Before the last episode, it was, you know, like they were running around, right. kicking the shit out of everybody. It was, you know, it was they were in charge. And then there was a whole season where they were not, not only not in charge, but like beaten down. And I think that's really hard for the fans to watch. I mean, you, these characters, I mean, obviously we all know it's not, it's not a documentary, but. You, it's not? It, it is a documentary. Okay. Uh, and, but, but you really get, you really grow to be used to these characters every week as part of your Sunday night ritual. And so when they're when you when you see them getting hurt week after week after week after week, it's it's really hard. It's hard on us. Yeah. So but they, they seem to be back. So I'm very excited. Very good. Do you have time for a pick? Sure, of course. Okay. So we did the interview. He was great. And by the way, I sound really rushed because I thought I was gonna run out of time. And I wanted to say everything before, like, his grabbers grabbed him. Yeah, the grabbers. The grabbers. By the way, I, I mentioned the grabbers to Emily Kinney on uh, episode 79. Please go back and listen if you haven't. We talked about the grabbers. The people that do the dirty work for you. A.K.A. the handlers. The handlers. You got to go. Come on, we have to go. Come on, we have to go. We have right. to go. Meanwhile, you're paying them to do that. Nobody grabbed Chris. He was great. He was like, he wasn't in a hurry. No. So he took a picture with us. He was great. Now, I think uh, episode 78 of the podcast, I talked about how I thought... My big hand turned the microphone we button off. We got it all. We got it all. You didn't miss out anything. We got it all. And okay. the sound quality was great. Sound quality. Great microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we talked to um, uh, Elizabeth. Who plays a rat. A rat. Yeah. So Elizabeth Ludlow. Here is Elizabeth Ludlow. Uh, Hi. So we're uh, David and Jamie from the Walkers and Talkers podcast. What was it like for you to just jump into a new show? Well, for you, a new show. Well, you're evil right away, and you made such a splash. You murdered an innocent person. Olivia. I mean, I, not many people get on this show get hated so quickly. That's true. So did you feel that as far as social media? I did. You did, okay. Absolutely. So. I definitely got my fair share of, like, hate tweets <laughs> and, like, anger tweets. But, I mean, honestly, the, the, the positive response was way bigger than the negative response. Now, uh, can you confirm that you play the comic book Tara? Yes. Okay. My name, Arat, is Tara, spelled backwards, but there was already a Tara, Alana Masterson, on the show, so they switched it around. With a war coming on, with episode 100, All Out War, should we expect to see you with more than a knife, with other weapons? Uh, are you going to be getting dirty and, and into the battle with everybody else? As much as you can tell us. <laughs> That's a loaded question. What I, that is a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I can tell you just, yeah, a lot of action. There will be a lot of action. Lots of weapons, lots of blood, all the things that the Walking Dead fans love. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you very can, much. We, can we grab a quick picture? Of, you? of course. Yeah. Okay, so good. Okay, so we got the, got the picture. <laughs> we really were just killing time so it would look like we didn't just want the picture. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, again, I want to say thank you to AMC for flying yes, us out thank there. thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to Pop to Life for pampering us and yeah. getting us on the red carpet and putting our name on the carpet so we knew where to stand. <laughs> okay, so we have, uh, we have a couple more to go. Here is, uh, may have been my favorite, um, this is Kari Payton. Oh, Your king he was Ezekiel. A doll. He was great. Smiled the whole time. Also, he liked the name of our show. Here we go. Welcome to the Walkers and Talkers podcast. I'm David Brody and Jamie. Nice You'll laugh at the name of our show, Walkers and Talkers. Walkers it's and Talkers. I like it. I have the best smile. 
Oh, thank you so much. He was in the middle of saying, how much you like... happy to be here. This is, good, this is a good deal. He was laughing about the name of our show. Let him go. <laughs> One of the interviews we read of you recently was that how it was to get on the set. You were a new guy, right. and everyone was standing around. You walked out, and the whole cast was there. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, it, was, um, it was actually my second episode, but was when I met the bulk of the cast. And, uh, and I start off, you know, saying the speech, and I kind of turned to all of them. Just totally went up on my lines, because it was like my TV just came alive. Right. Because they were all standing there, all perfectly, you know, you know, set. You know, it was like a poster. You know, yeah. and I was like, okay, we got to do this one more time. We got to do it again. That's how we feel right now. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, this, this is all, all really wild. Yeah. It's amazing. Lou Diamond Phillips is standing behind you. That's, I mean, right. all kinds of celebrities. Here's the crazy thing. Lou Diamond Phillips came up to me and he was like, hey man, I love you on the show. And I was like, you're Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> I'm amazed at how many celebrities who aren't on the show are just walking in the crowd. Oh yeah, because they just, they, they love the show and, and we're having a ball doing it, you know? Now, line of last season, yeah. downtrodden season, everyone was under Negan's rule. Right. Perhaps the line of the season, which made us roar. Alexandria will not fall on this day or something not to that effect. Not, not on this day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you realize how that was going to make everyone feel before you, like when you were going to say it? I, I, I knew it. I knew it because, because uh, I mean, the, the timing of the tiger coming out and, and uh, I knew it was going to be a football moment. You know what I mean? It was, it's like, it's like uh, interception return for a touchdown. Everybody's depressed thinking, oh no, we're never going to win. You know, there, there's not enough time left. But, uh, you know, you throw the pick six, and everybody just roars. And I was like, I, I, was like, I knew that that was going to be the Crazy scene. Here's a question I'm sure you can't answer. Right. How did uh, Sheba know who to attack? She's a very smart tiger. <laughs> the, 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 the saviors have a stink to them. She's top of her class. Very you good. know, yeah, yeah. She, she knows them by scent and by name. Very good. She's an amazing Can we grab a pick with you? Sure, sure. Thank you so right. much. Yeah. <laughs> Because the grabbers were going for him. Yeah. So we're like, hey, we yeah, get a yeah, picture. and he took a selfie. He's like, I like, to, I like to take pictures. Yeah. So uh, he was great. Now you may have noticed I was asking the questions to those people. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, you'd have to admit you were a little bit nervous at the beginning. A little bit. Jamie was a little like, <laughs> so you you ask, but then our old buddy comes over. Now My I want to remind you. I want to remind you about uh, this guy right here, Xander Berkeley. Hey, Xander Berkeley, Gregory from The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Broden and Jamie <laughs> on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Now, we play that clip and we talk about <laughs> how he he talked to you at that convention. Yeah, Chiller. we went to uh, Chiller in April. And, I, and I, he was like, oh, hello. And you were in a gingham dress. Yeah. And he was like, oh, hello, Dad. He was, look, <laughs> he was clearly looking down because he's like 6'5". He's very it? tall. Right. And so when he was coming up the red carpet, we agreed you were going to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the interview. Now, here's him talking a while. And we referenced the first meeting. Yes. Now, I've been doing an impression of him like he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. So here he is actually talking to Jamie. Uh, I have two clips. Here's the first one. Hi. Hi. We met you in New Jersey at one of the stalker yeah, conventions. Yeah, you immediately familiar. Yeah, she had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. It's a different look tonight. Dressy, oh, thank you. you. New Jersey's in the house. Yeah, I'm sticking so around. Oh, so we wanted to know that now that Steven is a full-time member of the cast, are you guys still living together? Yeah, we are, and we're still in love, madly are, in love. Bromance is going strong. You'll see in a little while, you'll see it's not an act. You can't put that kind of love on display and I've been it. following your artwork and your like, stuff that you guys are doing. Are you guys still doing like little film projects and like art stuff on the side? As a matter of fact, there's uh, a kid coming down on Tuesday. I'm having an art opening 
then I have to go back in, in, in Atlanta on the 4th and another one in the Orange County on the 11th. So I'm having to get a bunch of paintings that I did while I was in Atlanta this time around together for an opening. And simultaneously, Austin and Steven and I are going to do our damn hillbilly film project that we've been wanting to do all year long and we haven't gotten it together. So this, this girl and this guy are coming in and they're going to help us throw it together and we'll just improvise the whole thing and see what happens. We've been working on it. We've been working on it like after time, over hours or besides when we're working. I forget how you put that. Okay, quick season eight question for you. When season seven ended, you were sort of leaving possibly to go to the saviors, possibly to give them information. You kind of were lost and then the war broke out. You weren't there. So how quickly might we find out your status? Well, I found a mineral hot springs, a spa kind of a thing, and that was fabulous. For a while, I just laid low. No. Um, Sorry. And, uh, and no, I, 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 I surface immediately. I pop up like a, a ball popping up from underwater, and, uh, and then I, I make a bit of a splash. And you'll see, I don't want to spill the beans, but you'll see tonight. All right, very good. That was a perfect way to put it. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Now, if someone was grabbing at him, like, you got to go, you got to go. It was also, the grabber. By the way, well, we did ask him for a picture. We got a picture. Uh, he made a comment because I turned the mic off. He said, I'm a bit of a control freak. Let me take the picture. He did. He did take the picture. Um, so we left that long part at the beginning about him, the, what did you ask him about, the art gallery and everything. So I wanted you to hear him talking to Jamie. But again, I want to focus on this part right here. Here's the second. Here's the clip I isolated. You had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. This is a different look dressy, tonight. Oh, thank you. you. <laughs> oh, you're all dressy now, aren't you? It's a different look. <laughs> a, you did. You had a gingham dress on. And now let's put one more time there. You had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. This is a different look dressy, tonight. Oh, thank you. you. You dirty girl. You had some gingham on the last time, didn't you? You little, you dirty oh my girl. God. Yeah. I, 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 I'm turning red now. Yeah. Look oh for Xander Berkeley God. in the Me Too news these days. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we love Xander. No, but we I just, love Xander. I got one more time. I'm sorry. You yeah. had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. Oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. This is a different look tonight. Dressy, oh, thank you? you. Yeah, you did have that. Oh, don't <laughs> think gingham. I forgot that. All right. So that's, that's Xander Berkeley. Oh, we have one man. more interview. Yes. Now, this is a big one. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Woo! All right, here we go. It's the full clip. I didn't edit a thing out of it. Okay. All right. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan standing next to us talking to Chewy from KISS FM. And Chewy says to him, hey, these guys want to ask you one question. And then just as he's going to come over to us and go, oh, yeah, because you're friends with Chewy. We were friends with Chewy. Yeah. From KISS in, in L.A. Uh, Brandon Davis from uh, comicbook.com grabbed him first with his yeah. maroon jacket. Grabbed him. And then, then, then he's available now. He walks past Chewy, and this happened. In my life, I think that being in- This is him talking to the woman next to us. Okay. I think from Us Weekly. Talking about how happy he is to be a dad, and then we're next. Okay? In my life, I think that being a dad is my favorite thing in the world, bar none. So the opportunity to do it again and maybe not screw it up as bad as I have already, it would be great. No, we're, we're, we couldn't be more excited. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go, Jeff. Can we get, can we get a picture of you if we can't get an interview? Go. Okay, here we go. Uh, come on. So sorry. Here we go. Get in. Jamie, get in. <laughs> so he was talking about how he's having his second child and he yes. wants to make sure he does it right this yeah. time. And then when I when I went to 
see if I can interview him. His handlers were like, he's got to go. Yeah. So then I said. They're both like, Jeffrey, can we get a picture? So I said, if we can't get an interview, can we get a picture? He's, he's like, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So we, so I held the camera up. And that's why if you look at the pictures uh, on Instagram, it's like our heads. Yeah, it's like our neck. Because I, I was angling the camera down to get us into the picture. And then it, I could see them pulling at him. Yeah. The grabbers. The grabbers. So he, he was great. He would have stayed, but they, they needed him. Yeah. So those are all our clips on the red carpet. Uh, it was a great experience. It was so much fun. But we got a lot of pictures. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sometimes that's all we could get. Hey, they so, were going uh, by so fast. Blah, 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 blah. Can we get your picture? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to uh, let's get to the episode. Uh, episode two, The Damned. Did you like it? I did. Action packed. Morgan was my hero in this episode. I've read negative things online from some of my friends on Facebook. Hmm. Like, ah, it's just a co- it's a it's a western. It's just shoot 'em ups now. There's no plot. I disagree. It was plot. Lots of shooting. All right. So the scene starts out. The groups are going out on their attack. There's a plan. Rick and Daryl are together. Now, look, I love Rick and Daryl as a team. They're the two lead guys. But it seems like they... And they had three guys with them. That That's right. There were three guys, which I don't know what happened to them. But those are the... I like to call those guys the red shirts. Okay. Now, if you remember, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before. On Star Trek, the original 1960s TV show, Captain Kirk and Spock or Captain Kirk and... Dr. McCoy, a couple of the stars of the show would beam down to the planet. And they'd bring a couple of guys from security in red shirts. At least two of the three were always going to be dead. They were like the sacrificial deaths. Yeah, yeah. Right? So when Rick and Daryl went into this um, outpost, which looked like a big white house or a white hotel maybe, um, there were three guys. I'm going to point it out now, we don't see the three guys again. No, we don't. Now, one of those three guys could have been the guy in the scene with Morales in the background. Hmm. We don't know if they came upstairs or not. We only know Daryl did. Yeah. Okay? So those guys may be found dead. I have a feeling that they're going to try to stop the saviors and the save. Those guys are dead. We don't know who they are, therefore they die. <laughs> okay. King Ezekiel's group is just waking up from the grenade that went off last week. There's smoke everywhere. Jesus, Tara, and Morgan uh, and uh, Diane are ready to attack the old satellite post that we attacked in season six where they killed everyone. And uh, Aaron's group is ready to, to go on whatever mission they're going to go on. Cut to the Savior outpost where Aaron is about to attack. Um, there's a, a woman named Mara who's the boss. And uh, so he's got, a, I guess, a female lieutenant. We hadn't seen that before. She's tough. She is tough. And she's yelling at a really nerdy guy. Do you know who that was? Yeah, the kid from uh, Boy Meets World. Right. Lee Norris, um, who played Stuart Minkus on Boy Meets World. I remember him well. Yeah, he's like a nervous wreck. The second I saw him, I'm like, I know that guy. Now, Chris Hardwick made a joke on the show he, oh, he read a joke from someone that said, "Boy, he's boy meets ground." Yeah. Did he get shot? I, you know I, I didn't see him come back I out of the building. Him kind of uh, run away a little bit. I didn't see him. Because she the told ground. him to go in the house and get something. Yeah, I never saw him. Never again. saw him come back out. No. And if he's a coward, why would he come back out? Yeah. So I don't remember him getting shot. I didn't either. All right, so we'll have to check that. If he didn't get shot, did they tell us something that happens in a future episode? I don't he he must have gotten shot. I didn't see him get shot though. I didn't see it either. Anyway, Mara walkie-talkies to Roy. Roy doesn't answer. And then uh, Todd answers and she, uh, on another uh, post, I guess, and says, she says, lock down the stairwell every floor. She suspects trouble. Because if Roy, Roy must be dead. They must have killed Roy at the outpost somewhere. Uh, maybe he was the watch guy at the beginning of the road, wherever. So she knows trouble's coming. With that, Aaron's group rolls up in cars with armor on them, like they did at the sanctuary. Immediately. And there's, there's little hole cutouts, and there's machine guns, automatic weapons, and they start... Shooting at the at the saviors. Credits roll. 
We come back now. Uh, we're at the old satellite base from season six. Now has a walker moat. We talked about this uh, last two episodes ago. Yeah. It's a fence, walkers, and fence. fence. How do they build a fence? I'm not really sure. They must have taken fence parts and... I'm sure they did and just tied them together. Yeah. Yeah, they built a fence in the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call quarter bullshit on that. Um, on fence building? On fence building. Okay. Uh, there wasn't a fence before. So where did you get enough fence to make a ring and an inner ring of fence? Yeah, they did make two rings. Yeah, so that's a lot of fence. Yeah. That <laughs> went around a, the whole property. That is a lot of fence. It's a lot of fence. It probably took a long time. Yeah, I'm sure they did that when everyone there was killed. <laughs> so it's Simon have fence builders? I don't know. Quarter bullshit. Okay. So Jesus, Tara, Morgan, and Diane. Morgan tells Diane she's got to take out the, uh, the guards without firing a shot because otherwise the walkers will attack and then the other guards will come out. They're the saviors. So she uses her bow, bangs them in the head. Boom, boom. Freddie and Andy. Freddie we haven't seen before, to my knowledge. Andy's the really good guy from, uh, I want to say, Hilltop. Right? He's one of the nice guys from Hilltop. Yep. And uh, he was the one who said to Diane, I think, uh, last episode, um, why do you care about me? And she's like, you just met me. She's like, we're all together now. Yeah. So Andy was a good guy. So the, the two of them go up to Morgan, and they're like, listen, you don't have to go alone. We'll cover you. And he's more, this is the line Morgan says, hey, don't worry about me. I, I don't die. Uh... Now, Lenny James on Talking Dead said to him, i jump ahead because I want to address curse. that line. Here, here, I want to get that line right, exactly what he said. Uh, hmm. Lenny James says, fans will know what that means in terms of my character's history. It's my curse. Also, in other words, I'm going to have to live through all this. No matter what happens, I keep living. His and then son, he's, Dwayne, his wife, everything. Um, The guy who trained him how to use the stick? Ben? Oh, no, Eastwood. Eastwood, right. He says, when stuff goes down, don't be near me because I don't die, which means you will. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit of foreshadowing, as it was in this episode. We'll get to that. So, uh, King Ezekiel's group is now waking up from the uh, explosion. There's walkers in the cloud, and they start kicking some ass. Jerry yells, protect the king! And, and, <laughs> Jerry! And Jerry! And Ezekiel says, protect yourselves! <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they can't find the savior who threw the grenade. They kill all the walkers. But they see blood on the ground. They realize they must have injured the Savior. They have to track him down. The king's acting very cocky. He's like, we're going to win this. We're going to do everything. It's great. He sends some of his men back, and he says, go back, get the rest of the group, let Shiva out of her cage, bring her to, send her north. Yeah. That's where we're headed, north. That's the way the guy went. All right, we're at Aaron's group, and uh, Francie, Francie's that short-haired girl from... Alexandria, she was on the construction site uh, when um, uh, Abraham took charge and saved people. We saw her there first. Oh, yeah. And then she sort of was like a third-tier character. She was always in the background. She would occasionally say things. And then in the finale episode of season seven, she was one of the people shooting at Negan's truck when he gave them the finger. Yeah. So she's sort of around. We don't see her a lot, but that's where she is, Francie. She's giving orders like a boss. She's telling people, go that way, go that way. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess Aaron's not the boss. I guess we assume Aaron's the boss because he's the guy we know. Yeah. But Francie seemed to be running that group. Yeah, she had more c- control. Eric is shooting and killing people, and Aaron looks at his boyfriend like, oh, look at my man Eric. He's, she's shooting <laughs> and killing people. Uh, let's see. So Rick and Daryl into the building. 
with again with the guys in the red shirts. Morgan creates a disturbance to attract the walkers over to the fence. Two guys, two of the um, security guards from the Saviors, go over to see what the trouble is by the fence. And Diane, pew, pew, with the arrows, takes them How both out. How does she do it that fast? Don't you have to reload? You do unless you put two bows in the two arrows in the bow, perfectly angled, and pull back an. The ace. odds, right in the head. They're different heights. I'm considering, just saying. I'm calling a little bit of bullshit. Considering she said she was worried that she would be able to do it um, on, a, on a, uh, some other thing they asked her to do. She's like, I'll try. Very impressive that she got two arrows. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. So, Simultaneously. Yeah. Well, it was like, boom, boom. Yeah. You'd have to go, pull back. Yeah. Now, unless she pulled back the first one, medium strength, and pulled back the second one hard to catch up to it. How about that? I don't know. Or maybe. Yeah. Or it's a TV show uh, about zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll give you half bullshit on that. Yeah. Half bullshit on Diane. Okay. Um, where are we at? Oh, okay. So um, Tara and Jesus get in the building. They Now, they don't explain how they got past the moat. No, they don't. So did Morgan bring them all to one part of the fence and then they ran to another? That's what it looked and like. And they jumped a double fence? Or did they cut a hole in the fence and climb through? They probably found some opening or hole. I feel like they should show that. Yeah, they should have. So you showed me you killed two guards. You have this compound. Again, I'm throwing quarter bullshit. The quarter bullshits are adding up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you have a compound that the last time it was filled with saviors got raided and everyone was murdered. Yeah. And it had two guards. Why would you only have two guards this time? Mm. And why wouldn't you alert them there's a war going on <laughs> to be a little more alert? You would think so. So, I, again, I'm saying a little bit bullshit. Again, love the show. I'm just saying I wish the writing was a little more uh, dot all the eyes. That's all. So they go into the building. Uh, Tara and Jesus shoot the first two saviors they see. They both look, did you notice they both looked a little shocked? A little, yeah. Like, like they had never just do that? killed anyone before? Yeah. Even though they have. Have they? I feel like Tara has. Really? Have we seen Tara kill anybody? I feel like she has. I don't I remember killing remember specifically. I don't remember killing any people. I don't remember. I don't remember either. A terminus, maybe she. Yeah, no? I feel like she's done it. Yeah, that's what you're going with. Well, she used to work for the governor too, so who knows? No, she didn't work for the governor. She was part of the well, the girlfriend. He was well, a she was kind girlfriend's of sister. Semi in his team at a point. Yeah, but I don't think she killed anybody. No one at the prison was killed by her. I'd have to look it up. I'm telling you. Okay. And I don't think Jesus ever killed anyone either, because he. I don't think Jesus has. He's clearly a pacifist, yeah. and yeah. they right. Okay, so they they look like oh my god, we just killed people. There's a door that looks a little bit open. Morgan sees moving behind the door. He and Freddie and um, Andy go up to the door. And they get ready to kick the door open, see what's going on. They cut back to Aaron's group. And uh, the fight's still going on. And Mara yells out, they're too chicken shit to move in on us. So let's move to them. In other words, they're just firing from behind the cars, but they're not coming in closer. So if they just hid behind the cars, they would never come in to yeah. attack them. Aaron then tells Tobin to move in, and Eric says, no, I'll do it. And Eric charges in and starts firing. Oh, boy. Again, really trying to earn his keep because he's been kind of a, a wimp yeah. for the, the two seasons he's been on. Back to the satellite post. The door opens. Morgan shoots the first guy behind the door. And then there's a bunch of saviors behind him who fire at Morgan, Andy, and Freddie. First. Right. Freddie and Andy don't really move or do anything. And they're all shot. We later find out Freddie is find Freddie laying on the ground. 
when Morgan eventually wakes up. Morgan seems to be shot in the arm. Yeah. Maybe in his armor. Playing dead. But he seems fine. Remember, he doesn't die. And Andy's killed at that moment. We, we learn later on Andy's dead. Yeah. It just seems like a, a puss way to go out. Like, oh, Andy's going to, he's part. Now, remember, Andy was part of the original raid on this satellite location. Yes, he was. He was the one that drew the map for them. Yep. So, Andy was a really good guy and really helpful. Although, Andy got them into the satellite location where they killed everybody. And that's sort of what pissed Negan off. So, thanks, Andy. <laughs> All right, RIP, Andy. And Freddie, we barely knew you. Bye-bye, Freddie. Daryl and Rick make their way to the top floor. They're looking for guns. No guns anywhere in the building. And they keep looking at Dwight's note. Dwight said there's guns there. Yeah. Dwight told him there's guns, and this place is going to be where you get all your weapons. It's going to be a huge gold mine for you. But they can't find any weapons. And anybody they found, they killed. That's when they split up. Daryl goes his way. Rick goes the other way. Yeah. Daryl finds, um, later on, we're going to see Daryl finds a room where it looks like someone was held prisoner like he was. There was a handcuff with blood on it, like the guy ripped his own hand out of the... Like a dog food Dog food can. So somebody, that must be the way they treat all prisoners. Yeah. There must have been a prisoner there. It looked like he was going to cry. Now, oh, wait a minute. Maybe that guy that was in that room, maybe that prisoner is the guy that saves Rick. Could be. Hmm. We don't know who came out of it. So I'm throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe the guy with the bloody wrist heard the commotion and and Ah. escaped. Well, Merle cut his own hand off to get out of the handcuffs. Uh, but if did. if you dislocate your thumb, uh-huh. you can get your hand out of handcuffs usually because it's your thumb that's the problem. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, I okay, can't do it. Okay. okay. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus and Tara find a worker in the closet who pissed himself. So they go into their room, and it's an empty room. And then there's a guy in the closet, and he's on the ground, piss all over his pants. He's like, "Don't shoot me! Don't shoot me!" Tara wants to kill him. Uh, he says, ah, I'm a prisoner here. I'm a worker. I'm not one of the saviors. Please don't kill me. I don't mean any harm. And uh, Jesus believed him and says, Come on, Jesus. Jesus is like, we can't just kill him. We, you know, I'm going to trust him. He peed his pants. So this, uh, we can't just kill him. Tara's like, we got to kill him. Rick says, here. Rick says, we got to kill him. Rick says, we can't leave anybody alive. We got to kill him. Anyway, the guy gets up and he's like, Seems like he's a good guy. He jumps Jesus, mm. puts the gun to Jesus' head, and he's, he tells uh, Tara, like, I'm getting out of here. When he stepped on Maggie's prenatals and crushed them on purpose, I wanted to reach the screen and kill him myself. Yeah, Tara had picked what up a jar. Asshole. She's like, oh, look, they stole the medicine. Here's her prenatals. Natal vitamins. Which oh. is weird because I thought Simon took all that stuff. Oh, Simon's running that satellite yeah, office Simon now. Yeah, Simon did take it off. So this is Simon's place. Yeah. Because Simon took over for the last bunch of people that got wiped out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's got the gun to Jesus' head, and he's like, she's going to shoot you. He's like, why? You know, you're not going to risk it. He's acting tough. And then makes the common mistake that everybody in this, it's a cliche at this point. He's like, Tara's going to kill you, Tara's going to kill you. He turns the gun away from Jesus' head to shoot Tara. Now, as soon as you do that, Jesus is going to go for your gun. Yeah. You don't do that. You back your way out of the room. <laughs> now, there's a lot of other other survivors there. He probably wouldn't have had a chance, but what would be the point of killing Tara? Because then Jesus is going to get you. You can't shoot them both. No, you can't. You could, you could shoot Jesus and push his body at Tara, and the shock maybe gives you a second to shoot her. Yeah. But he messed up, knocked the gun out of his hands. Jesus karate the hell's out of him. Uh, you know, gets him down to the ground, 
Don't tweet me if it was jujitsu. I don't. Okay. Watch Talking Dead though, because they had uh, t- a lot of Masterson and Tom Payne on, and it was just absolute hysteria. Oh yeah, they were on via satellite. Very funny. And Tara was like annoyed because she's like, we should have killed him. Yeah, and it was like they did a poll, Team Tara or Team Jesus. It was very funny. We'll talk about the poll results when we get to that point. We, that was it was rather one sided. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Okay, so um, they tie him up and they go back out into the fight to get more saviors. Uh, Morgan's lying next to the almost dead Freddy who's sort of breathing. Oh, his neck was... Bleh. Yeah, his neck was shot. Bleh. And dead Andy. Yeah. Oh, dead Andy. Hmm. Anyway, Morgan wakes up and he's pissed. He oh, got, he yeah. is... He goes in beast mode right now. And it was sexy. I loved this part. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, back to Aaron's group. Tobin gets shot in the shoulder because that's where the good guys get shot usually. Yeah. Um, Savia Mara realizes the plan. She realizes that the plan was to just kill enough of the saviors that they would become walkers and then they would do the dirty work of having to go in and fight. Awesome. So she says, she's kneeled down behind a car and she says, they didn't need to move in because she sees them reanimating. Yep. And she says, so then I said, I wrote too late, bitch. <laughs> Because then a walker Almost comes around the cue. a walker comes around the car, and go watch the scene again if you have it on your DVR. Yeah, and and listening if you listen to listening to the podcast, those of you listening to the podcast, go watch the scene again. It was the worst defending yourself scene I've ever it seen. Was, she, there was no defending. Okay, the walker's coming in from her left eye, like from her left. Yeah, she's staring straight ahead. Doesn't move, and she pushes her hand like, "Oh, go like, away from uh, me!" Uh, like, like a guy who's trying to kiss her. Yeah, like, "Oh, go away." She wasn't like fighting him. It was like she was giving up. She just there was no fight at all. Now, because she knew she was beaten, did she just give up? I don't know. I would have fought harder than that, honey. She didn't fight at all. It seemed like she let herself die. That's what it seemed like. Now, she it, just let it happen. In the comics, Carol's character lets a walker bite her neck. Ugh. In the comics, Carol tries to kill herself. Yeah. Carol's long dead in the comics, by the way. Yeah, she, she dies is. Yeah, at the early, early on. Um, and so this reminded me of that scene where she basically lets the thing eat her neck out. Ugh. <sighs> That's kind of what it looked like. Either that or just terrible acting. It's terrible acting. King Ezekiel's group. Uh, Jerry kills a disgusting walker, and King Ezekiel says, what happened? He's, what, ha- what befell this creature? Me. And Jerry smiles. He goes, I meant before you. <laughs> so it was like warped and waterlogged and something. Something was on like, like white shit or something. Like they I were doing know. experiments on him or something. Yeah, something really I think we're gonna find out happened to that. Because there was a reason they said that. Yeah. I wonder who that was. Ooh, you know who it could have been? I don't know how it would look. Now, I was thinking for a second it might have been the doctor they threw in the fire, but he probably just burnt ashes. So it wasn't no, him. it wasn't I don't think it was him. Carol is worried, and she confides in, in, in the king, that she says, you know what, this isn't just walkers. I don't think you're worried enough about what's to come. This isn't just a couple of walkers. And, he, and he, he lets everybody walk away, and he confides in her out of character and says, they need me to be confident. Yeah. They need me for leadership. I inspire people with optimism. He says, fake it till you make it. And yet I still smile. Yeah. Anyway, they go back to the trail of following the wounded savior. They're following blood marks. Uh, Daryl's searching through the old office building. This is when he finds the uh, the prisoner room. Uh, Rick is in a room searching for the guns. He gets jumped. Has a brutal fight with some guy. 
This was an awesome fight scene. Great fight scene. I loved it. And the Slamming end was against like, the yes, wall. yes, yes. It was awesome. And then he then he throws him against the shelf. like um, I thought he was going to put it through his head, but it, he- I did too. It went through his chest. Right. So he kills this guy. You're like, ah, bad sick. savior. Sick. He's like, where are the guns? Are there guns in that room? Because he sees there's a, there's a room. He goes, are the guns, guns in there? And uh, he's like, there's no guns. The guy maybe should have said something, but- you'll... Well, All right. looking ahead- yeah. Maybe, yeah, he should have said something. So Rick throws him into the spike wall. He's dead. Cut back to Morgan. He's on a rampage. Double uh, fisting with guns. Boom, boom, boom. boom. He's boom, killing boom, everybody. Killing bam, him again. bam. You over there. Bam. It was pretty badass. Did you notice the flashbacks, though? Yes. To the church scene with Rick? Yes, where he was fighting and saying, we don't have to do it. And Rick's like, no, they need to die. We have to get them before they right. get us. And he goes, we can beat them. Yeah. We, they have to die. So all of a sudden, he's like, needs to be on that side. Right. He's remembering yeah. that now. Uh, the Jesus group, uh, waiting for saviors to come out the other exit. So Jesus says, I know where they're all running. Let's go around to the front. And uh, Jesus says to everybody, don't shoot. Let them surrender unless they fire first. And Diane says, if they fire first, one of us dies. Yeah. And he's like, well, then I, you know, I hope they don't fire first. Like, that's dumb strategy. These people are murderers. Of course they're going to fire. Well, well, that's well, the thought think, process. Yeah. Think. The gate opens up. One savior's there. He drops his weapons and gets all the other saviors who come running out behind him to surrender. Tara's pissed and said, Rick would agree with me. They all need to go. Yeah. Morgan keeps killing people. Bow, 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 bow. And he comes out uh, another opening. Another, he comes out the side again. Yeah. And he sees all of the saviors now being held prisoner at gunpoint by the survivors. Including that prick Jared. Yeah, Jared's there. So now at that point, Morgan's out of his mind. He snapped his cord. Right. Now, we've seen in the teasers Morgan and Jesus fighting in the forest over mm-hmm. something. So, at that point, I thought Morgan is going to start shooting these people. Yeah. And then fight. Jesus and Morgan are going to fight about it. So, did you think he was going to shoot somebody? Uh, when Jared started running his mouth, I thought, here it comes. Because he's the one responsible for Ben's death. Right, but he wasn't running his mouth at this point no, too much. No, when I thought I thought that was going to yeah, happen. But he went up to, to Jared anyway, like he was going to kill him, and uh, Jesus says, it's not what we do. Which was a very Morgan line thing to say. Jesus is becoming the old Morgan right now. Yeah, and Morgan's not happy. No. Morgan's like, listen, you guys wanted me to fight. I'm ready to fight. Yeah. This is, this is clear, Morgan. This is Morgan from the episode, The Clear, where he was just ready yeah. to, he was crazy. So Rick goes through the dead guy's pocket to get the keys, and the tattoo on the guy's chest says, Grace be God. Uh, so you're like, oh, all right. Well, there's got to be there for some reason. He opens the door, and it's a nursery with a baby named Grace. Oh, Gracie. Yeah. Gracie, right. Which I'm assuming they named, either they named the baby, that's the father that he killed. Yeah. And then it, they probably named the kid Gracie after his tattoo, or the other way around. Yeah. And then Rick... Realizes he killed the, the baby's father, father. And, he was, and he looks in the mirror and he can't look at himself. He's having a real moral struggle at this moment. Because so he's sort of become a Negan. Yeah. He's sort of Negan. He's killing people. And well, he, these people had to go. Well, the guy should have. The guy thought he was protecting his family. At least Scott and Gimple said that we will find out the fate of Gracie at some point. Okay, so I'm I'm getting to that. Rick starts crying. The guy was protecting his baby, not guns. He sees himself in the mirror. He, he can't look at himself. Uh, King Ezekiel. Okay, so. Here's what everybody missed. This is the big one. Okay, in the flash forward? Yeah. In the flash forward in episode one, um, Rick was there with um, 
Judith. Paul and Michonne. Yes. And the little girl that we assumed was um, Judith. Judith. And we tried to figure out, well, Judith is like two now. Yeah. And in the in the in that video, she looked maybe eight, nine. So it may be like seven years in the future. Yeah. Go back and watch that scene. In that scene that flashed forward, the girl is holding a bunny. In Gracie's crib was the bunny. What? 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 So. Holy shit. Here's, here's the question now. Is that little girl Gracie grown up? In which case it's further in the future because Gracie's a baby now. Yeah. In which case, where's Judith? Is Judith dead and he raises Gracie? Oh my God. Like, does Judith die in this war and he takes Gracie under his wing and raises her because he killed her father? Could be. And then we're back to baby scenes again? Hmm. Or does Gracie die and he gives the bunny to Judith? It could be any of those things at this point. Yeah. So that we bunny. We will find out. So that bunny survives. Okay. Somehow, Rick gets connected with that bunny. Okay. But we don't see two girls in the future. Mm, Doesn't no. mean they're not. Unless Judith was across the street with that owl statue. What owl statue? Remember, the little girl goes, oh, they're building an owl statue. Come see it. Oh, right, 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 and right. And who knows? Judith is older, so maybe she was playing with friends across the street. Good point. So anyway, those are a couple of theories I want to throw out there to keep an eye out for. Uh, let's see. Okay, so back to King Ezekiel's group. They're following the wounded savior. King Ezekiel sees something, runs up ahead, lowers his gun and says, Carol, lower your gun. We're all good. Save your ammunition. Our friends have arrived. And then Shiva jumps out of nowhere and eats the guy. Oh, he like goes up to town on his face. Oh. Oh, it's awesome though. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, Shiva's kicking ass. Uh, all right. Back to Aaron's group. Francie gets shot in the arm right in front of Eric and dies. Um, so Eric starts firing now. He's like, oh my God, they killed Francie. Aaron's out of bullets, which by the way, we didn't know Aaron was out of bullets. He just no, starts- yeah, I, I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, oh, okay, he's just going to throw the gun in the car and, uh, Right, and never, he over. never went back for the gun. So he goes, he fires at the guys who are coming up on Eric's position. Yeah. Kills some of them, but there's three more. He throws the gun in the car and runs over them. Which we don't find out he's out of bullets until we watch Talking Dead. On Talking Dead, they yeah. said he ran out of bullets. We didn't so, know. So I'm calling bullshit on the editing. Yeah. Where's the part where he goes, click, 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 yeah, damn it, I'm out of bullets. Or he looks and is like, oh, crab. Right. Shouldn't you show us that the reason he jumped in the car was that he was out of bullets? I think so. That's what I'm saying. Because it's really random just to get in there and so run him I'm, over. I'm calling editing bullshit. Oh. All right. Our first editing bullshit. Uh, he runs over to Eric after saving his life from the guys who were sneaking up on him. He sees Eric has been shot in the stomach and it's bad. Again, um, read the comics. Okay. <laughs> King Ezekiel's group monitoring the saviors on walkie-talkie. They hear that they know the kingdom is coming. Yeah. And uh, they said, so uh, somebody says to him, hey, uh, they know we're coming. And he says, indeed they do. Because <laughs> he's cocky. Um, and he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's like, we have to be confident. He refuses to give up. Rick, now, okay. Now, Rick is going through the bedrooms. Oh my the baby's God, in the other happening. room. And he sees a picture of someone he recognizes. If you look at the picture closely, if you pause it, the woman in the picture is is that you can see on the right is Morales' wife. Okay. From the first season. You can't see Morales' picture, but you can see the wife is the same actress. It was a you could see it's her. Okay. Now, Rick was a police officer. He's clearly militarily trained. 
He knows how to run hallways, you know, forward, backwards, carrying a gun. He knows how to get around. Yeah. The first guy jumped him that he fought with five minutes ago. Yeah. Got the jump on him. Didn't hear him sneaking up. Didn't uh, scour the room. Where'd the guy come from? Jumped him. Now someone else gets to jump on him. Guy pulls a gun on him, and it's it's Morales. My God. Morales has been a joke. Everyone's been for making like seven for, years. Seven it's years. Been a joke. Oh, maybe it's Morales. Morales. Yeah, maybe Morales is a savior. <laughs> maybe Morales is uh, one of the Terminus guys. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's maybe Morales gets killed in the lineup. It was Morales. He's back for real. For real. So uh, we did call it that we thought when they said Rick sees a familiar face. We called we it. We did say that. He says hi, Rick, and he says you, Morales. Your name. You were in Atlanta. And Morales says, that was a long time ago. I called the saviors so back, and they're coming. We already told you what happens after that. We read the scene. Yeah. The, the, right, okay. Um, so they show a montage of all the attack groups on their faces to show you that what they're going through, what their stress is like. Morales cocks the gun. Episode ends. Scene from next week. Overconfident King Ezekiel promises victory. Daryl's shooting down a hallway. Um, Morales saying, my people are coming and we'll get you to Negan, which is the scene we just talked about. Yep. Morgan is attacked by a walker. Now what happens, it looks like they're moving all the savior survivors in like a rope gang. They're all roped together. Their yep. hands are all tied. Yep. And they're moving them down a road. Well, the road... The chain gang. The chain gang is in between two hills. It's like a little valley they're walking through. Yeah. Dumb plan, by the way. Jared's running his mouth a little hot. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, that we did, that's, not, that's not this scene. Oh, I thought it was. No, that's the Talking Dead scene. You're jumping oh, ahead. Jumping sorry. ahead. Well, I don't know. I see three previews. I'll just go together yeah, no, in my I hear, mind. I hear you. Um, and then you see King Ezekiel say, we will not lose one of our ranks. And then they, they're surrounded <laughs> by saviors, and they throw their arms up, and they surrender. So it's, they're going to die. Some of them are going to die. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. King Ezekiel's awfully confident. Yeah. He's going to get knocked down a peg. Carol will have to console him. Kingdom sex. Kingdom sex. Kingdom sex. I like what Chris Hartwick said to Scott Gibble. He's like, I swear if you kill Jerry, I will punch you that's in the right, neck. That's right. <laughs> My pants will fall on this day. <laughs> Kingdom sex. All right. Talking dead. Scott Kingdom and Gimple. Sex. Chris Sullivan from This Is Us, uh, or as we call it on the morning show, We Are Sad. Yeah. Or Chris's after show, that, that was them. That was them. Um, this was a very funny Talking Dead, by the way, I thought. It was. Uh, at one point, uh, Chris Hardwick said that he thinks more people die on This Is Us than The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Payne, a lot of masses, called in via satellite. Very funny. Um, let's see. Oh, Chris Hardwick tells Lenny James, don't say I don't die. That's how you end up on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, let's see. They asked, um, oh, so Tom Payne said Scott Gimple told him that uh, his character would take an opinion of not killing saviors that would split the audience. So Gimple thought that they would be divided. So they did a poll, and uh, the poll was Team Tara. 80% of the people said they should have killed all the saviors. Agreed. Of course. Well, they're not real to us. If you're there, it might be different. Plus, his name is Jesus, so he's got to forgive me. <sighs> Alana said she hates the outpost where they filmed because she was there the last time when she was nine months pregnant, and she got hurt. And she pulled the muscle in pulled her muscle. She's so like, she wasn't... I was tired, I was pregnant. And she said it's really far from where they normally shoot. <laughs> it's funny. It's far. She's funny. Yeah. She's just so real. She is. And she also looked great on the uh, red carpet. She looked carpet. gorgeous. We didn't get yeah. to interview her, though. No. Mm, we got a picture of her. I met her once before. She was super sweet. Oh, isn't that nice of you? Well, it was like three or four. It was like four years ago now. 
How long has she been on the show? Oh, since season She's four. Been for a while. Season four. Yeah. Yeah, Three, she, actually, she was actually on the show like maybe 20 minutes longer than Abraham and Rosita. Yeah. She came with, well, I know, a few episodes. Yeah. Because she was with the, uh, the governor. She's been around a while. She's been around. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Scott explains the writing on the wall in the outpost. Uh, it said, uh, Tom says, kill the bitches. <laughs> uh, he said it was a motivational warning from a savior because of what happened the last time where Rick's group wiped everybody out. Killed everyone. So in other words, his, his advice was kill the bitches. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention this. The guy who was in the closet who peed himself made a comment when he was holding Jesus at gunpoint. He said, do you know how hard it is to make yourself pee while you're wearing pants? Oh, my. Oh. So, he, <laughs> so in the few seconds that they invaded, the, that the two gunshots were fired, he didn't know they were being attacked. So how did he know to run into the closet and pee himself? Maybe he heard all the gunshots. There were two shots. Uh. Maybe he well, just knew that was. Too, well, then too there was many. The, then there was the hallway shots where Freddie. Yeah, I mean, there and, was there was a lot of gunfire. So he was in that room by himself, and he's like, "Damn it, I don't have enough weaponry." Trying so to pee my pants. So he peed his own pants. All right, I'm gonna go back to that. Um, the Walking Dead Monopoly is out. That you, looks awesome. Where your pieces can be a katana or Lucille, uh, etc. Uh, ShopTheWalkingDead.com. Yeah. Looked good. Now here's the scene from next week. The Savior Chain Gang all tied up. Ratface Jared is talking to piss off Morgan. Ratface Jared, that was it. <laughs> he notices Morgan's armor is smaller. He goes, what's different about you? I know, your, your armor is smaller. Oh, wait a minute. Is it the kid's armor? Oh, Meaning Ben, ass. who he killed. Why the hell would you wear that? It didn't do shit for him. At that point, if you're Morgan, Morgan spins around, puts his gun in Jared's face like he's going to kill him. And then the walkers start falling down the hills. Oh, my God. This was crazy. They all, like, trip and start rolling down the hill. You got to shoot him. Yeah. You got to shoot him. Now, we already know from the trailer for season eight, they don't kill Jared. Because we see him untying his hands as if he was either, he either escapes. Yeah. Or they let him go. There's two reasons they let him go. I'm not spoiling anything. It's in the trailer. Either he escapes and he's like, ah, my wrists are out. Or they let him go so they can track him. Or there's a prisoner exchange. Okay. Like, maybe they trade Rick for 30 guys, or or they capture Father Gabriel. Well, they have Father yeah, Gabriel. they have him. So maybe there's a prisoner swap. Give us Could back be. the 30 saviors for Father Gabriel. Something along those lines. All right, I'm excited about next week. Me too. Did we talk about episode three, what it's called? Not yet. I, I thought I did. No, you did. It, monsters. Monsters, right. So, we already know that uh, the king, the widow, and Rick is episode six. And they were told, don't kill those people. Yeah. Unless you have to. So all in all, that's it. That's all we got. Gave the episode review, the that red carpet clips. Well, we do have this one more clip here I didn't play. I, I lied. One more clip here. One more? One more clip, and then and then we'll we'll get out of here. Here we go. You had a gingham dress on that you were a fan of. <laughs> oh, you so, did. Yeah. I did. That's a totally different look. It's a different look tonight. Dressy, oh, thank you. you. If you weren't talking, we'd have that in the clear. What are you going to do? You have to talk to him. Oh, my But I God. wish we had the audience go, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you pussycat. You, <laughs> you're like a little tiger. You're like a Shiva. Ooh, you little gingham. Oh, my now God. You're, now you're all gussied up there, little lady. <laughs> Girl, God, I love my, ga- I love my gals oh, gussied. Oh, I love my gussied up gals. <laughs> all right. Oh, That's God. it. Uh, episode 80 in the books. Yes. Uh, enjoy episode three, everybody. <laughs> It's time, Jamie. What time is it? It's It's time time to to shut shut this shit shit down. down.